Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I am Kami JC, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is, of course, the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guest. It is episode 120 of the Weekly Cooldown. It is March 12th and... Wow, I'm tired. Um, so there's, there's a lot of gaming news this week. Um, we're going to go through some of it and then some more of it, but not all of it. There's just so much. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, if again, as always, if I miss something, some kind of headline that you wanted to hear or like, you know, some, something else like that, just, just hit me up on Twitter. We'll talk about it there. It's, it's fun to chat. Um, I do it here. I do it on Twitter. I, I do it when I don't have a microphone in my face. So, you know, just, just, just hit me up, man. Or, or woman. Um, that being said, let's get into the headlines. Roblox has hit the stock market as of this Wednesday. The game and company was already valued at about $4 billion a year ago, but has seen a huge boom thanks in part to the pandemic. Shares for the company began trading at $64.50 and closed at just over $69, nice, by the end of the day. While it is rather soon to make many predictions about where Roblox will end up in relation to other publicly traded companies like Activision, Blizzard, and EA, Roblox is in a unique position because all they make is, well, Roblox. The biggest challenge Roblox places uh, right now uh, both as a gaming company and now as a publicly traded company is keeping its users, most of which are middle-aged school children. Uh, as of September 2020, Roblox had roughly 30 million daily active users, which is a large increase over the past two years from about 12 million. A new indie studio by the name of Silver Rain Games, created by Abu Bak- Bakr Salim and Melissa Phillips, has received funding from EA Games. Fans may know Salim for his work on Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed Origins. The studio is still somewhat new and announced their beginnings roughly a year ago as the pandemic was just kicking up, stating that they already knew their studio would be largely remote to begin with. Salim and Phillips share the dream of wanting to do something impactful and great with their new studio, according to an interview reported on by Eurogamer.net. While we do not yet know what their first project is going to be, we are hopeful that EA will be ready to announce it alongside their other inevitable announcements sometime this year. Watchdog Legions is finally getting the online multiplayer component of its game. The mode should be live on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Stadia. The PC update is still yet to come due to technical issues. There is a now co-op, uh, co-op free roam mode, say that five times fast, allowing players to squad up, um, of up to four players to explore London, complete activities, and take on side quests. There is also a PvP minigame known as the Spiderbot Arena. Later this month, the multiplayer tactical operation known as Leader of the Pack should also be coming to all consoles. And finally, Square Enix is going to have a digital direct presentation, the first of its kind, known as Square Enix Presents on March 18th. Square Enix's official Twitter account 
tweeted that the showcase will present, among other things, a first look at an all-new Life is Strange story. The flyer for Square Enix Presents also lists Outriders, Marvel's Avengers, Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary, and a few other featuring segments. The presentation on the 18th is set to run for about 40 minutes and begins at 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And those are just some of the headlines for this week. Again, if you want to chat about any of the other ones, because there's a trillion, like Apex is getting a solo mode for a while, but like, you know, it's only solo. It's like you and you're up against like other two player and three player teams. It's not like PUBG where it's better. Um, but anyway, if you <laughs> want to talk about any of that, uh, just, just hit me up on Twitter. You know what my Twitters are Com- at Comedy Gaming or at WK Cooldown. Okay, now that we've revisited the headlines, I didn't do headlines last month because it was Black History Month. We were doing a whole lot of discussion, and they're great, and you should check them out and uh, 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 talk to me about those, too. Uh, but we wanted to uh, get back to the headlines now. It's 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 the regular season. Um, although, remember, Black History never stops. It is year-round. Got it? Great. That being said... We're going to introduce my guest for today, this uh, Friday, March 12th, and uh, his his name goes like the third player, and his name also like the Matt. Hello. Hello. How's Thank it going? you for having me again. Of course, of course. How's life? What's going on? Life is, you know, life is good. Lots of great gaming stuff going on, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is always nice um yes. it's also really nice i think i sort of mentioned before it's really nice to not have like some some bombshell drop like the day before yeah I, so I join you for the first time <laughs> so the first time you joined me it was what was it covid covid it was literally just started. The, the weekend that covid was it, i think it was the weekend after pax yes uh, you came from pax east right mm-hmm. yep and covid just have like the shutdowns and mandates just started happening. Yep. Like the moment you hit the home. <laughs> yes. Yep. And then the second one was the, I think it was the giant lawsuit against all of the, uh, the lady streamers, um, that like that whole deposition came out. I, I think that was the big thing that happened. Oh man. I can kind of remember that one. I, I don't want to go too in depth with it because it was, it was disturbing enough as it was. But yeah, it, yeah, I remember yeah. it like suddenly dropped the day before. And we were like, we have to talk about this. Oh boy. Well, I mean, this time it's not as bad because most of the stories that we're going to talk about happened like a couple days before we decided you would be on. So yeah, it's not like the day of or you know. And they're not nearly as, I mean, they're not great, but they're not even, they're not like as, as no. huge. They're, they're, uh, on the scale, but not quite, not quite there. Not quite there. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad we could break the streak. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so what have you <laughs> been playing this week? Uh, this week, oh gosh, um, a little bit of everything. I've, I've pretty much been obsessed with Bravely Default 2, uh, this past week, because I needed mm. a good RPG to get into, and it's, 
it's been good. I've, I've, I'm about 20 hours in, so it's been a while since I've really dug into a, an RPG that long for that that strong a, a, a block of time, I guess. Right. Um, and other than that, I've just been I've, I've been sort of picking away at my backlog a little bit uh, mm. and, and checking out some new uh, some new co-op horror stuff for the stream, which has been it's 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 fun to see the stuff that people are coming up with now. Yeah, so cool. co-op horror, like what exactly? Uh, so the latest one that I I, I just got into, uh, I, I can't remember if it's in early access or not. I was just talking to somebody about this too, like ten minutes ago. Um, there's one called Devour, mm-hmm. uh, it, which is you can play with up to you and three other people. Uh, and you play as cult members who their head cult uh, leader has has done some sort of ritual and become possessed. And your your goal is to go into her house, infiltrate her house, and and survive long enough to stop whatever evil she's about to unleash. Um, and it's a little it's it's a little bit goofy, but it's also like got some atmosphere in there. But it's it's. It's fun because you can have a few of your friends join in on the horror, and it sort of feeds off of it's a little bit like Phasmophobia is another mm-hmm. one, a uh, huge one I'm sure most people listening have, have heard of. Right, yeah. Um, so it's it's co-op horror has been, I mean, there's asymmetric horror, which is a lot of fun, Dead by Daylight and stuff like that. Sure. Co-op horror has been a, a very interesting niche that a lot of people are jumping into. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been fun to explore. Those. I'm ki- I'm kind of thinking of there's another co-op horror game where like you're a ghost and you have to like inhabit items to like escape the ghost hunters. Oh, I just looked that up too. I can't remember what it was. It's like it's like a VR one, right? And like one person's going through the house. I think so. Something like that. And, I like, remember you can have, like a bunch of people like they'll they'll like do scares and stuff to try to stop them from escaping. Or maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Something like that. I remember seeing it and thinking like, this is a good idea, but I don't know if I would play it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I, that, that seemed like a really interesting concept to me. It's a little expensive for my taste at the moment, only because, you know, right now everyone's sort of going through financial stuff. So we kind of have to pick and choose what games we're really excited about buying, but sure. But yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's just a very cool you know, as a big horror fan, it's very cool to be able to like bring my friends along with me now. Yeah, I've I've always thought that like there sh- there needs to be more. There needs to be one big like good co op horror game so that we can get the rest of the non horror players into it, yeah. and not just like Dead by Daylight or I'm just I'm <laughs> saying more like um like uh. I don't know, something like Silent Hilly. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like something like really scary or even like a like a really scary co-op story-based game. Yeah. And I, I think that's I think that that's sort of what we're working toward in that genre right now is is getting people to 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 have that sort of thing to be, to be able to bring some of the the people who might enjoy a, a narrative over being scared. Mm-hmm. And and play through it with their friends, which is why I think people are shifting away from the asymmetric thing a little bit and going toward the the cooperative stuff. Now it just needs to be a narrative cooperative story. Right. Right. 
And well, and, and I feel like I want to ask you, what have you been playing? Oh no, you can't ask me this. No. Um, <laughs> well, let's let me see, let me see, let me see. I have actually been digging into fighters a lot. Um, okay. After after uh, the Black History Month episodes, um, where we discussed a few fighters. Um, over a few episodes, I just decided, like, maybe I should get back into them. Um, so I started playing Tekken 7, um, nice. in which I play King, of course, cause okay. that's just, that's just my, my vibe. Uh, you know, shirtless man with a, with a, a, an animal mask on his head. That's, that's my whole deal. Um, and I've also been playing, uh, Guilty Gear Exert. Um, nice. I'm, not good at anime fighters at all um i feel like they want you to do a whole lot of uh like movement before you do your like attack thingies and it's not doesn't work with my brain like they want me to zigzag all over the screen before i press a button and it's just like i can't i can't remember how to do all of this and then the combos added up with that and i just it it hurts my brain i'm not that good um (laughs) But it it has been fun to to kind of relearn uh, fighters all over again from uh, the, the the beginning for the twentieth time. Um, <laughs> so it it's it's been a it's been a a nice short journey. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of Tekken Seven and a lot of Guilty Gear Exerd. Um nice. And also, I played some Strive demo, which was interesting. And I'm sad that they're pushing it back to April, but I'm excited to see. What changes they have in store. Very cool. We're fighting games up in this. Um, <laughs> tell us very quickly about your stream. Um, have you, you've been streaming for a while now, though. Gosh, I think, I, I think I'm coming up to, I mean, on this new run. I used to stream way, 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 way back. Um, not too many ways. I don't want to age myself too much. But, sure, sure, um, sure. <laughs> but I think it's been i think i'm coming up on my year very soon um and it's been a lot of fun yeah it's it's um i mean i go by the third player on there as well um but i i sort of call colloquially that's the word i'm looking for i call it the fireside because it's a horror themed um Mm -hmm. it mostly centers around horror um and kind of like what you said having fun with horror and uh you know, there are scares there, obviously, but there's also, uh, it's a genre to have fun with. Um, so it sort of centers around getting folks to just have a good time and, and, you know, find a place to just chill out with people because life is hard right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. come in take a load off, uh, you know, don't make too many waves and, and just watch some of us be, be goofs. Um, yeah. we do de- a dead by daylight night every week, which is, uh, me and three of my friends and we it's just ridiculous and fun and then there's a story every monday night or a a single player narrative game every monday night that i play solo um which is a lot of fun too to like share the stories with and people sort of like oh this is what horror is oh this is having fun with horror okay Mm -hmm. so it's it's been good but yeah i think that i think the year anniversary is coming up i have to look into that now i have some some celebration stuff to do anyway my own podcast also just got 500 downloads but i haven't done a lot with it yet i'm working on season two right now so um that's my celebration for the next stream and what's the podcast uh the podcast is called the campfire which is 
uh, a, a Dead by Daylight lore cast. Essentially, it goes into it takes a character or a place or, or a concept from the game and it sort of digs into it for like a 10 minute bite sized deep dive of of these characters and things and how they come together and like the grand mythos of the game which there's a lot of cool stuff in there so i love lore diving any game uh that i that sort of catches my interest but this was the one that i sort of i think i'm on episode 14 or 15 um going into the next season and it's just very cool and interesting to talk with people about uh afterwards because they didn't realize there's so much lore and Mm -hmm. developers put a lot of work into these things so yeah season two will be happening sometime in the near future (laughs) very good very good very very good well we're going to take a quick break and uh maybe get another drink of water and we'll be right back with more show Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. So, time to get into the big newsy topics of the week um and there are a few few doozies but we're gonna we're gonna do it and to start we are going to talk about germany germany the place that wants to make your loot box video games have a rating of 18 plus so Germany's federal parliament passed a reform bill on the 5th aimed at loot boxes. The legislation could see games that have loot boxes be given at the rating of 18 plus. Uh, while the bill has not yet been ratified, um, if it does get ratified, it would amend the Protection of Young Persons Act, which regulates the sale of games and movies to minors and was introduced in 2008. Um, uh, so, I, I guess the broader context here is that there has been all kinds of gaming legislation over the over the years. Um, actually, um, in, in regard to Germany, um, there used to be legislation that banned the use of Nazi symbols. Um, that actually ended in 2018. I think they need to bring it back, but anyway. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the 2008 Act in particular... Um, actually made it so that a lot of publishers would amend their video games for German release, um, which meant that they wanted the rating to go below the 18 plus rating and would swap out like gory things like excessive blood um, for other types of content. So like uh, instead of red for blood, the blood would be black in German releases um, or they would replace human enemies with robots. So they tried really hard to get under the sensor, so to speak. Um, 
here in America, we don't really have those uh, types of legislation, but we do have people who think like, hey, let's ban Grand Theft Auto because it will encourage crime. And that's not that's that's not the same thing. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's not the same thing. No. Um, but any any first thoughts on this? Uh, so it's funny because I don't I don't I, I guess I didn't really think about this um, until it, it came across the talking points here because um, I don't play a lot of games with loot boxes but mm-hmm. I guess par- part of me is I understand I kind of get it like if I look at it objectively yes um, because it, it is kind of gambling like it it's it's mm-hmm. but at the same time it's it's video games like if, if these if these kids have access to to some way to do this um, which you hear stories all the time of people like taking like kids got their parents credit cards and they bought a thousand dollars worth of roblox is actually one i think i saw one time yeah yeah Um, and it's it's i'm torn on it because part of me is like as the responsible adult i'm like okay i totally get it and on the other side i'm like it it's a video game and this is how video games some video games make their money so i know i know germany's a little more strict about that stuff anyway like you said um, a lot of countries are more strict than we are. So maybe I'm just coming from a, a, a society that's, that's been a little more lenient about it, but sure. I guess I'm not, I'm not totally against it. It's just, I, it, I, I always worry about when these things happen, the snowball effect that could happen afterwards. Sure. I, I guess I look at it a lot more from like the protect the children kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in the same way that like, if we, take out certain characters who have been problematic in certain cartoons or something like that. We're doing it for the most part anyway, probably for the kids because they don't really have that nuance, right? Like a kid probably doesn't know entirely the value of the dollar that they're spending. They don't know the difference between $5 and 50 and 50 and 500 and 500 and 5,000 and so on and so forth. So, They're just going to keep going and kind of, I, I think what that kind of nurtures is a sense of, uh, well, first of all, a lack of responsibility. And secondly, like a, uh, a sense of, um, f- funness in spending money in, in the way that loot boxes kind of encourage, um, I didn't get the skin that I wanted. So I'm going to keep trying until I get it. Oh, this is actually kind of fun. And then like, you know, 10 to 15 years later, little Johnny has a gambling problem. So <laughs> it's like, it, it seems to encourage it more than I thought in the past. Um, and so I think maybe giving loot boxes an 18 plus rating is a little much, I think, personally. Um, but I also think that if this is the best way to do so, then by all means let there let there be 18 plus loot box games i laugh at the idea of overwatch being an 18 plus game it's a, I, that sounds so funny to me that was the only game i was thinking of it's the only game i play with loot boxes so that's yeah all i was thinking of was like it's interesting to think of overwatch as like an 18 plus game essentially because that's that's not gonna happen it's yeah it's just it's not uh and but 
No, you make a good point. Like, as someone who is a practicing cosmetic junkie uh, in games, and a uh, mm-hmm. and someone who's like, oh yeah, no, totally, I can throw ten dollars at this skin for this character, and I'm like, mm, maybe if when I was younger, I had yeah, like actually had practiced that. It's an interesting point you bring up. Now, now I'm going to be rethinking a lot of my own uh, <laughs> buying of of cosmetics and and loot boxes. Um, so there was a Korean MMO that my friends and I used to play called Mabinogi. And Mabinogi is owned by the Nexon Corporation, who has these, like, cash cards similar to, like, PlayStation, uh, like, PSN money or the Xbox Live, uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. cards or, uh, like, Farmville cash cards, um, back when Farmville was a thing. And those cards would, you know, you'd scratch off the backs, you'd enter the code, and the cash would equal to a certain amount of, like, uh, virtual currency, NX coins, or something like that. And yep. you would use those coins to then buy Gachapon, um, which everyone knows uh, is, like, the evil of all evils, right? <laughs> if you've ever played a, mo- a mobile game with Gacha in it, um, or, or like more, more recently, uh, like Genshin Impact, if you've ever played that game, mm-hmm. uh, you know that there's Gacha in it. And there's nowadays, there's usually a free way to get the Gacha, but back in the, you know, early, what, 2008s, um, <laughs> there was, there, there was only buying. And so, uh, we calculated, me and my friends, how much money we'd spent over, I don't know, we must have played that game for like 10 years, how much money we'd spent. And it was copious amounts of like thousands of dollars. And I think about, you know, the ages that I would have played this game and, I played it well into my like late teens. Um, so if you consider that most of the money was my mom's money, I owe her like tons of like, I'm sorry. I spent your money on some game. I don't even play anymore. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like I, I see, I see it in myself, which is why I, I guess I have kind of a, like a heartstring pull for, for kids who, get on overwatch or get on Fortnite and spend like copious amounts of their parents money. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I was there and I feel bad for the parents <laughs> for once in my life. Usually I'm, I'm on the side of the kid. I'm like, you let those kids be kids. <laughs> but th- this time I'm like, listen, you don't, you don't need the X-Men skin. Just give me the credit card, put it back in mommy's purse and let's, let's go do some math homework. Um, <laughs> let's really learn about the value of that dollar. But yeah, so there you have it. Uh, Germany's trying to, uh, 18 plus rate your loot box games. And honestly, I can't, I truly cannot wait to see if this ratifies because if it means that there is a place in the world where Overwatch is an 18 plus game, I will be, it's the funniest thing to me, and I want to see it happen. So it'll be, it'll be interesting for sure to like see how it plays out after that if it happens. I love it. I Definitely love it. intrigued. I love it. But you know what I don't love slurs, oh, and God. that is where our next story picks up. So the Miami Heat NBA player and apparent Phase Clan member 
Myers Leonard has apologized recently for using an anti-Semitic slur while streaming Call of Duty Warzone. While the broadcast was deleted, the damage was done after the clip of the broadcast made the rounds on YouTube and social media. The player has apologized while say, uh, saying, quote, while I don't know what the word meant at the time, I didn't know what the word meant at the time, my ignorance about its history and how offensive it is to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse, end quote. Leonard has caused controversy in the past, while the rest of his Miami Heat teammates knelt during the national anthem to show solidarity for Black Lives Matter. Uh, Leonard chose to remain standing. This is also not the first time a FaZe Clan member has been suspended for the use of racial slurs during broadcasts. So, like, this should be a... <laughs> this is going to be a, crit- a pretty short critique from the both of us, I sh- I'm sure. Because, oh, yeah. like... What what is there to say except like don't do that? <laughs> I I just I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Like I look looking at the I mean, clearly coming from a different place as as you can say it a more of a marginalized <laughs> a marginalized group. Well the two of us at least, like we, sure. we clearly have similar outlooks on this. Um but Man, like looking at the looking at the words that were used, I I heard one of the I heard that word when I was like eight, and like knew it was not good. Right. This is this is this is just an it's it's another white male who's gonna say this, say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know what it meant," and then just be right back to where they are, and that bothers yeah. the heck so, out of me, to put it very lightly. That is the part that I hate. I didn't know what the word meant at the time. You are how old? Yeah. How old are you, and you don't know? Also, this is like, I don't know. The, the parallels are kind of there, and I may be making, like, false equivalencies, but if you're standing during the Black Lives Matter thing, and then you're telling me that you didn't know what the word you used meant when you were on stream, I have no reason to believe you. Not, I, not even one. I, I absolutely don't think for a minute that he, like, was ignorant of what the word meant and who it was meant to offend. Um, not only that, but, like, I don't know. There's certain, like, I guess neutral things you can call people when in the heat of the moment. Like, stupid. Like, that, that, even that's like borderline now. I get it. We don't really want to call people stupid or anything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like a slur. (laughs) Like, yeah. There, even, again, I'm, 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 just looking over this sentence that he used, censored and all, and looking at things and going, you literally didn't even need to add that word in. Like, yeah. it was still you blowing off steam and being irritated by what was going on. And, like, that word, you didn't need to use half of those words, to be fair. But you added that word in as a, like, emphasis to point out how upset you were. Yeah. And it's, oh God, it, 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 I don't know. I mean, clearly I. So for, yeah. So for the context that (laughs) listeners might be missing, he does say like he calls whoever this person is a coward. And then 
the the word, but also following the word that he uses. The uh, I guess some may seem to uh, some may think of it as a, a gendered slur. He uses the word bitch. Um, so I mean, like he already uses the f word three times in one sentence. He calls them a coward, which is like the easiest insult that you can do, which is still within the realm of being a good insult. <laughs> um, yeah. And th- but then like triples down on it by first using the slur and then saying bitch right after using the slur. So it's like you're just piling on your offenses. <laughs> yeah. It, it and it just it it. I don't know. I, I just, you know that a bunch of, you know that how many of, I didn't even look at how many people were actually watching at that time, but you know mm-hmm. how many people are watching you. I can't right. imagine that you didn't know you were in a situation where you have an audience where you would use this word and think that everyone in your audience was going to be like, ha good job. That's such a great way to get them. You really stuck it to us. Yes. Them. Well like, done. What like what a stellar human being? No, a lot of people were going to sit there and go, "That was a slur," and that's kind of trashy. Like, I mean, it's very trashy. But again, I'm trying to be uh, light about it while I'm on someone else's media. No, by all means, go all in. I mean, I I, I have nothing nice to say about this man. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, and the fact that this team has had this problem a couple of times, you know, you clearly you invite people onto your team. Yeah. Not necessarily knowing this is what's going to happen, but like, but set some ground rules. Set I think, some, like, yeah, I think Phase Clan in particular needs to like to do a better job. They yes. need a better vetting process or something. Have you ever or will you ever say a slur on a stream? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, hmm. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Uh, have you ever? Sl- also, this is the thing that gets me. He seems to have said he he seems to use this right. He seems to say this word. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about anyone else out there. Um, I consider myself as uh, having a pretty robust vocabulary, um, one that includes tons of cuss words, <laughs> and um, I don't like I don't just shout things out like that, right? I. First of all, I any word that I use like on the podcast, amongst friends, etc. I use every day as well. Like I use that in popular, like in in regular conversation. Um, the fact that people like him or like uh, Daniel Dubs uh, Walsh, who was found using the N word on stream and is also a part of Phase Clan, hmm. they just say it with such ease it comes out of their mouth so easily which leads me to believe you say this in regular conversation you say this every day and that is the problem with that that's what's like sticking to me so much yeah and that's not and, and not that any of them are okay but the one that he used is not a commonly like no. I, I mean it, it's used plenty obviously but it's not a commonly used one this is not a like this is this has to be in your regular vocabulary and this has to this is not the first time you have said this uh it in this situation or probably other ones uh, right. based on your history so i just yeah 
I keep ending my sentences with like, yep, it's, sure, because I just a, don't know what, what else to say aside say? from this is like, this is just, it's bad, it's bad humaning. It's, it's, yeah. that's, it, that's not a good human trait to have. I think the one thing I always say about streamers and football stars and um, even to some extent actors is that there's, there needs to still be like the, the, person managing their social media or managing their presence because i don't think especially with streamers i don't think they know what it's really like to have that many people watching your every mood hang or your every move uh hanging on to every word you say and the influence that the that the things that you do will have on those people he has something like seventy thousand followers on twitch those 70,000 people are watching and listening to you and they they want to know what you're like and what you think and they will emulate you because you're more or less to some extent their social betters and if you're perpetuating this kind of behavior then you're kind of giving everyone else the okay to do so too and guess what I don't want to live in that kind of society Myers Leonard of the Miami Heat <laughs> You know what, though, to, to end this on like a, a semi-up note, semi-up note, at the very least, the end of the story is that, you know, he 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 left the stream, whatever, came back to his next stream, and people flooded his chat about the comment mm. to the point where it was like cut short. So people were, it, it sounds to me, clearly I wasn't there. I, I don't know who this person is from, from anyone else, but. It sounds like like he was being called out on it by at least a group of people or a yeah. number of people, and that's that's some accountability to the point Absolutely. where he, he yeah. came up with an excuse and was like, "I I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go hang out with my wife or whatever," um, and then shut down the stream. Like, good on those people for calling that out because mm -hmm. that's we need more people who call that stuff out. So, I guess maybe maybe there's a little hope, like a little light in the tunnel that I'm seeing that I'm I'm trying to get on, but you know, it, it, three X's to this guy, <laughs> as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, go back to playing basketball, stay out of the Twitch streams. No, I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay, let's briefly touch on the latest Twitch news. Speaking of Twitch, uh, Twitch has removed a refund option from its limited refund window. That is the window that allows you to. Ask for a refund after subscribing to a streamer's channel. Um, after about 10 minutes, you can uh, ask for a refund. Um, the reasoning for removing the option is due to Twitch streamers noting that the reason is could be used for trolls who visit their stream uh, to do damage to streamers. The reason listed was, quote, I just wanted a shout out. <laughs> Among the other more legitimate sounding reasons, like financial reasons, I accidentally subscribed, or I only wanted to subscribe for a month, Twitch said in response to the tweet started by Tales of Tiny on Twitter, uh, stating that the cancellation reasons were added in 2018 to capture why viewers are seeking refunds. They also said that it was meant to improve the experience of streamers and, and subscribers, uh, but based on feedback, they removed the reasoning all the same. So, a pretty open and shut case. Um, when I first had the story ready for us, nothing had been done. Um, but it looks like they moved pretty quickly on it. Um, Twitch support, uh, you know, explained themselves, said 
listen, it was just for basically data purposes. Um, and they removed the shout out option, which is good, but also like, why? <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Yeah, it's part of the long list of, of of things that Twitch tried that a lot of people went, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Like, yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to get a shout out. Cool. So they got to say their name and then the money was taken back. That's, I cannot imagine a world where you thought that that was like great for the people who are streaming on your, on your chat, on your system. I always think, so, think of these things as like, like real life examples. Like if you wouldn't do it in a Starbucks, why would you do it on Twitch? If you wouldn't go to a Starbucks and pay the cashier, you know, $5 just to have the guy or the lady, you know, barista yell out your name because you just ordered a venti God knows what. Um, why would you, what's the, what, why would you think you would put that on, on a reason why you would subscribe to someone? Like it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't track Twitch. Can you? make it make sense a little bit yeah and it's not gonna hurt like larger streamers either is the thing like it, right i'm glad that they got rid of it because again i i didn't realize that they had taken it back yet until i just read it on on the, the prep sheet but um like it's not gonna hurt larger streamers because if they just want to shout out from a larger streamer that like five or ten dollars or whatever they're making plenty of others. This is going to hurt small streamers yeah. who like get that subscription from somebody who's like, yeah, I just wanted to hear my name shouted out. And now I'm going to take one of their like 10 subscriptions that they have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ugh. yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they turned it back though. Good job. Good job on that. Well, you know what? Good job on that. Tales of tiny for bringing it up. Yeah. Cause yeah. clearly Twitch wasn't going to do anything about it until it was brought up and, and rationalized. I'm surprised that it took this long for anyone to notice, I guess. Um, I don't know when this particular reason was added to the list, um, but it is it is quite the holy shit reason. I mean, the other ones make sense, and to to an extent, I could see how the other reasons could be um, used for trolling. Um, for example, the I accidentally subscribed reason. I mean, you can obviously uh, you know subscribe to someone and then be like, haha, trolled you, and then take your money back or even the just other reason, right? There's just a reason there that says other. Um, yeah. so I, I can see how, um, the, the selector reason for canceling thing as a whole is kind of strange. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I wish I could like test out by myself where where i have my own twitch stream and i don't um when i just like <laughs> okay everyone i just want to see how many people are actually going to subscribe and how many people are going to like pull back in in 10 minutes so go nuts yeah um but it, it's it's the strangest it's just the strangest thing to put on your on on the list i just wanted to get a shout out <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, like you said, open and shut case. I think that those other reasons totally make sense. I mean, I, I've, I've thrown out gift subs to people before. It takes a lot of clicks. It, mm -hmm. It's really tough to accidentally do that. But like, sure. I, at, at least those are legitimate. If you, mm -hmm. if you've accidentally subscribed for a few months or something like that, or oh, I accidentally gave out ten gift subs instead of five or something like that. I, I, guess I think that. they said it's, it doesn't work for gift subs which is oh really good I news it 
That is good news. Gift subs cannot be... Okay, so they can't... Maybe you can refund your own gift sub to someone, but other people can't refund a gift sub on your behalf, I guess? I guess that's a little bit better, because that's usually where more subscriptions tend to start stacking up. One one of those two makes sense in some way. Um, Twitch support (laughs) at me, I guess. Uh, (laughs) But yeah. I mean, good on them for for fixing it, but like maybe don't fuck up in the first place. Maybe feel it to like maybe get a focus group. I feel like you, I feel like Twitch a needs a focus group that is not a bunch of like folks who have hundreds of thousands of followers. To yeah, I I maybe there needs to be a like a small streamer representative or something like that for yeah. Twitch to so that they can fully grasp the. <laughs> The, the the things that they are doing, the layman's plight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golly gee, Twitch. All right, that's <laughs> that's the end of our, our stories for this week. Um, to move this show to the end of it, uh, <laughs> we ask that you give our listeners a recommendation: which game uh, should they be playing or be on the lookout for? Um, oh my gosh, there's there's so many too. So um, many. Gosh, I guess I mean if you're interested in in you know what I'm I'm gonna take if it's cool I'm gonna take this opportunity to say go check out uh, itch.io or itch.io oh. um and go check out like look at a genre that you like and just go check out some of those games um because there I've been I've been plugging away at itch.io lately. And there's so many cool, like, small games by developers. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if, if you want a specific one, there's one that I just picked up that looks really cool by this developer. It's free right now. There's not even an option to pay. Uh, it's called, um, oh God, Once in a Journey, Four Strangers, or something like that. It's got four strangers in there. But it, it's a really cool, like, point-and-click narrative sort of spooky game but there's so many cool things on there by up-and-coming developers who are trying to get Mm -hmm. on steam and trying to get their stuff out like i i I just want to make a broad recommendation to just go check that out and see and and take a chance on some small games and like throw a couple bucks to somebody who's trying to to do a thing go play only cans that's on itch.io oh there you go or uh that, um, collateral, wait, cat lateral damage. If you're looking for something a little goofier, oh it's like God. Katamari Damacy meets like a cat yeah. knocking stuff I mean, off of a shelf. I would argue that a game called Only Cans is as goofy as it gets, but uh, yeah, it, at it, the it, same uh, time, <laughs> cat like literal cat Amari Damacy. That's yeah. incredible. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna recommend you play Tekken Seven with me. I need practice. So hey, I, I need a new fighter to check out too. So that's actually a good call. I might yeah, look yeah. That. Drop into Tekken Seven or maybe Guilty Gear Xrd. Not as good at that one, and you'll kick my ass every time. But hey, <laughs> I am pretty good at button mashing, so I w- I will be there. Um, <laughs> and finally, to finish off this episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet if you wish to be found, and if you have anything else to plug. I love being found by people, especially folks who who would listen to this because uh, you know good, y'all good seem peeps. like cool folks. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter, I am at the third player. That's three R D player. Uh, if you want to find the Campfire Lorecast and check out those episodes before a new one comes up, new ones come up. It's on Spotify. It's on 
a, a few uh, of the larger platforms. Uh, or if you wanted to check out a chill horror stream, I'm on Twitch, also at the third player, 3RD. Very good, very good, very good. As always, you can find me at Comedy Juice Gaming on Twitter, and you can find the Weekly Cooldown as well at WK Cooldown on Twitter. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page, I guess. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be sure to leave a review or comment on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. It really helps the show get noticed if you leave a review, so please go do it. I understand that you don't want to re-download iTunes. I understand that it's a pain in the ass, but you know what? You love me, so somewhere in the space-time continuum universe, there's some <laughs> karma being doled out because we're we're exchanging the loves, and it all just... It's a circle of life, homies, so just do it. Um... <laughs> be sure to check out the links in the description including of course our humble bundle for this week and make sure you support your favorite charities and support the show our logo and art is by Corgian of Doghouse Esports be sure to follow Corgian at Doghouse Corgian D-O-G-H-O-U-S-E C-O-R-G-I-A-N on Twitter our intro music is done by Zach Breider of Captive Portal. That's all for the weekly cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. I'm Matt, a.k.a. The Third Player. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.